Welcome to the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast. I'm excited for our topic today. It is three steps on how to master your depression. Welcome to the Booty Bands More Than Fitness podcast. Get your best booty and abs in 30 days with your own coach and home gym. Results or your money back. Studies show that 80% of women gain the weight back within 12 months, and this is because the weight loss industry is just focusing on that one-size-fits-all solution rather than something that's more specific for just you. So not anymore because up here at BootyBands.com, you're going to get your own coach, a women's home gym, and the highest quality nutrition that's going to create those lasting results. So let's get started. We know that depression can really just lead us into just a spiral and spiral of just things that are not going to work for us. And, and so this is just a great way to really bring us back to our true self. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Nikki and she is a Booty Bands member. What's great about bringing our Booty Bands members onto the podcast is you can see that this is real women with real results. And so really being able to connect with one another and really learn from each other so we can break through whatever is holding us down so we can really go into our fullest potential of our life. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Based off of our first call that we had together, and we talked about Uh how depression just really isn't talked about that much. Nikki, tell me about your story about depression. Um, I've known that I've suffered from depression since uh, probably my early 20s. I was sexually abused as a child and repressed that for a long time. I was raped when my son was four months old. And then in 2015 to 2016, I lost seven family members within a nine-month period. And I never really got to deal with it because it was like one death after the other. I was what you call a a highly functioning depressed person. And a lot of people don't understand what that is. And it's someone that looking at them, you have no clue that they're depressed, but you don't know what goes on on the inside. And a lot of people don't. So when COVID hit, I had just changed jobs after 12 years, had been at my new job for a year, COVID hit, and I lost my job. And that was the first time that I didn't have to be somewhere every day, do something every day, that I didn't have a set routine. And it was like, all of my grief caught up with me at once. And I got to the point that I thought about taking my own life. There were days I wouldn't get out of bed for like weeks actually. And I didn't know how to find my way back. I felt I felt like if I weren't here, nobody would miss me. And I knew that wasn't true, but it's what we tell ourselves. And it's like, you look at people And what you see on the outside isn't what's going on on the inside. It's like, you know, with like uh, Chesley Chris, Miss USA, to look at her, you know, she recently committed suicide. And to look at her, you think they've got everything going for them. What do they have to be depressed about? People don't understand depression. Depression is a chemical imbalance in your body. It's not something that you just snap out of that's not the way it works and so during my year off uh on Facebook one day I happened to see a video of you 
And so I ordered my booty bins. And here was this perky person. And I listened to your story. And it resonated with me. And I thought, okay. And so I had my booty bands and I would do my workouts. But then a few weeks ago, I decided to join a challenge. And I thought, you know, I hadn't really put myself out there. And it was the first time that I felt okay about posting my pictures of me at 220 pounds, you know, out there where everybody can see because you know it's like the internet once it's out there it's out there it's not going back anywhere I made myself a promise that what I had to do is I had to get into a habit it didn't matter how much weight I lost but to get a new routine down and so I started meal planning I followed my calendar one of the things with depression that is so important is routine and when you exercise, you have all these endorphins going. And that is, it, it's not just, you always feel better right after you work out. But what people don't understand about exercise and depression is that exercise has a cumulative effect. And the things that depression does to your body, uh, it affects your heart and people don't realize that. They think that it just messes with your brain and it's not, it messes with your heart as well. And it messes with your joints and, you know, it, it messes with your sleep and it messes with all your relationships. And so after talking to you and after sitting down and I got out my calendar and I penciled me and didn't pencil me and I wrote myself in an ink to get my workouts in and to, and to do everything. Well, my husband, he, he's six foot tall and he weighs 300 and I think 40 pounds. And so he was watching what I was doing and he's like, hey, can you like meal prep for me too? And I said, yeah. And he's like, do you care if I work out with you? And I'm like, no, this is great. Because we've wanted to take these vacations that we can't take because he won't fit in a sleeper on a train. And we wanted to go whitewater rafting. And that definitely wasn't something that would be, you know, on his horizon where we are now. And so we've made our reservations for next year because once I started putting me first and looking at my calendar going, okay, six o'clock tonight, that's my time to exercise. That, you know, nothing comes between that. That's my time to exercise. Uh, Saturday mornings, we go to the grocery store, we get our groceries, we come home, and we cook Saturday and Sunday, and we have everything stacked in the fridge, so you open the fridge, and it's like a Monday morning, I open my fridge, you know, it's like I grab my meals, and I grab my snacks, and I'm ready to go. It doesn't allow me to make a bad decision, which bad decisions every once in a while, it's okay, everybody slips, but the thing is, getting back on the track when you slip. And that's what a lot of people don't. They think, oh, well, I've, you know, I've messed this up to just, it blows the whole thing. And it doesn't. Everybody slips just getting back on that path. I learned over those three weeks that I can do this. And I was so amazed when you told me that I had won the challenge. I mean, it was, it was life changing for me. I know it was life changing for me. And it's like Mark will walk in the room little bitty building blocks every little thing that you do builds on you know the next thing and before you know it you know you'll have a habit you'll have a new routine and that's like I have my new routine now and it's like I'm fitting in clothes that I couldn't fit in before I'm able to put in a pair of jeans 
and take them off without without even you know zipping them and buttoning them and it's like okay it's like this works it works amazing uh but i want people to understand that this was what helped me with my depression you know and it, it'll help everybody you just you just have to take the first step and tell us like you know i think even going back to that spot of like when you do mess up you know, what do you, what do you do, Nikki, that when you, let's say you have that missed workout or that missed meat, that bad meal or whatever, what do you do in that moment to put yourself back into that next step? You have to forgive yourself and you have to give yourself grace. And a lot of people don't do that. They, they have this little voice in their body that tells them you messed up, you're a failure. And that's not the voice you listen to you will be your own best cheerleader if you let yourself be. And so I write myself notes. When I look at myself in the morning in the mirror, I tell myself that I'm beautiful and I love you. I say, I love you to myself. And I taught my nephew to do that when he was little. He would come stay with me for the week. And my sister called me one day and she said, I know my son has been with you. And I said, why? She said, because he was sitting on the bathroom counter saying, you are beautiful and I love you. <laughs> and I said, well, you, you have to love you because if you don't love yourself, it's hard for other people to love you. And, and that's one of the things, self-care and saying no. I went through years of saying yes to everything. It, no matter if it took time away from what I wanted to do for me, I said yes to everything. And I learned that by giving away all the gas in my tank, I didn't have anything left for me. And I couldn't take care of other people if I didn't take care of me first. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn. But it's a lesson I've taken to heart. And so now if, if I can do it, fine. But I don't feel guilty about saying no anymore. And that, that's something that people, people, women especially, have to learn. You can't be everything to everybody all the time. And you have to take care of you. And that's, I'm doing that finally at 61. I'm taking care of me. Yeah, love it. Okay, so yeah, that's a, that's a great step that you have on here was saying no and setting those boundaries. And so if somebody is having a difficulty of setting those boundaries, um, you know, just saying no is quite difficult because I think uh, what ends up happening is people are such people pleasers that they think that saying yes to everything and saying yes to everyone they think is a, supposedly the good thing. And they don't realize that what you mentioned, you, your gas take emptying out, but there's two ways of actually giving to others. It's either you're pouring from a leaking bucket or you're giving from overflow. And there's, there's a big difference on what that person's receiving. And so if you really are a people pleaser, I say, then if you're the best people pleaser ever, that means you're gonna be pouring from your overflow, which means you took care of yourself first. So obviously that's easier said than done. So for somebody that has already done it and, and that you're doing it now, what are some things that you can um, say that would be helpful for anyone listening that is uh, struggling with either saying no or setting boundaries? My sister asked me if I could uh, take her to an appointment that I, I really didn't have time to. I knew her son could. And I said, you know, I would love to do it, but I'm. I have another appointment scheduled. You don't really have to have another appointment scheduled. You know, don't apologize for saying no. Never apologize for putting yourself first. 
and I, I would love to do that for you, but I just can't fit it into my schedule right now. And that's all you have to say. You don't have to make any, you don't have to give any huge explanations for why you're saying no. It's just, I'm sorry, but I can't. People can only treat you badly if you let them. People will treat you the way you let them treat you. And that's another thing about putting yourself first. Literally a reflection of how we're treating ourselves. How do you set boundaries? Actually, I started the job I have now. I started it a year ago yesterday. And I have a boss that is uh, very narcissistic. And he's a screamer. And he yells at everybody. And one day when he was yelling at me, I just put my hand up and I said, stop. I said, I don't talk to you that way. And you're not going to talk to me that way because we're both professionals. Never in a million years did I think I would say that to an attorney ever, especially one as um, powerful as he is because he is he's a world-renowned attorney. But it actually garnered respect from him. And now he doesn't do that to me. Now he's like, he talks to me. And if he's, if he's at the point where he's like really getting frustrated about something, he'll look at me and he'll stop and he'll take a breath first. And that was a very perfect example that you can utilize with anybody that's really not being respectful. And, and it does, it comes to you first of being like, I take this stance now of putting respect for myself. And now everybody around me is going to have to do this. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Exactly. You, you know, you really have to treat your body like a temple wherever it is at this moment. You can't say, well, I'm going to love me when, because back in 2004, I weighed 222 pounds and I had gastric bypass surgery and I lost hundred pounds from February to September of that year. Well, I knew that prior to December, we had gotten my engagement ring. My, my fiance was supposed to give it to me at Christmas. Well, he didn't. Uh, we're not married anymore, by the way. He is a narcissist. And he said, I'm going to give it to you when it's the right time. Well, for him, his right time was he wanted to wait and see if I was going to lose the weight after my surgery. We got married and everything, but one day I had this come to Jesus moment. I didn't need someone to tell me, only love me if, don't put quotation marks, I love you if you do this. You should love me no matter what. And that's the thing about ourselves when we eat poorly or uh, for me, I had a really bad relationship with food. That was my comfort thing. I would binge and purge and it was, it was a horrible cycle. And when I was pregnant, I almost lost my son uh, because, of, uh, because of the bulimia. And one of the things that I've learned in the last few weeks uh, with working with you and everything is that I have to love me where I am now. I don't have to put parameters on when I'm going to love me. I have to love me now. And so, I, you know, for a lot of years, I didn't do the I love you in the mirror. And I've gone back to the I love you in the mirror. And a lot of women don't want to look in the mirror. And it's like before I started on this, on this journey with you, I didn't want my husband to see me with my clothes off, you know, it's like, and we've been, we've been married for, for 
10 years. And it's like, you know, he's a big guy. And it's like, he's always told me, I love you no matter what. And I mean, that's, he's an amazing man, just an amazing man. And so now it's like, I don't care if the lights are on or off. It's like, I love me where I am because I'm a work in progress. We're always a work in progress. And that is the thing. It's like, you don't get to a point and it's like, okay, I'm here. You know, it's like, I ran a half marathon when I was 50 and I've never run before. And you can't say, okay, so I ran this race and now I'm done. It's an ongoing thing. It's exercise makes you feel, it makes you feel so good. And the more you do it, the better you feel. Yeah, you're going to have some aches and pains along the way, especially if, you know, if you're new to it. And I will tell you, there are some days that I have places in my butt that hurt that I didn't even know were there. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And even going back to your story about the man you used to attract, but I've also been married and divorced. And when I kept using him as the scapegoat of everything, like he was a terrible man and da, 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 da. What happened is I was taking off really what I needed to work on, which was allowing ourselves to get treated this way. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm only going to love you when, and you're saying that in the mirror, then what you're going to reflect and what you're going to attract is a person that's also saying the same thing. And so thank you for bringing that up. And I love your stories, your analogies, because it really puts it into perspective and allows us to see it on a deeper level. So thank you. Thank you for sharing those things. So tell us, um, you know, the other one I just wanted to go into is you were planning and preparing meals. And I know a lot of people get very struggled and they, that's one of their biggest hangups is they'll say, I won't have time or, you know, things like this. Um, and I think, you know, they end up overcomplicating at times thinking they have to have every meal and every snack prepared, which can get over very overwhelming, especially for those that have children. So maybe so what is something that you do that you have found that it's kind of breaking up that difficult hardness and allowing yourself to actually do it so the meals that I plan are really really simple it's like I'll take I'll buy like four pounds of ground turkey breast and I'll brown it but then I'll put it in three separate bowls it's like I'll add different grains to the different bowls and I'll add different spices to the different bowls and so this one will be Greek and this one will be Mexican and this one can be Asian and you can start with your same bases and you can use you know you can take pick like three vegetables that you like and divide them between the bowls and it doesn't have to be hard um, it's not difficult and then for me I buy the little just the little cheap containers you know from the store and for breakfast I like to do like ground turkey scrambled eggs uh, and pico on top of it and so I do that for we'll, we, we actually do it for five days we do it from Monday through Friday and I get them all done and I put them in the fridge and so we have that in there and then Boiled eggs are an easy thing. And for people that say, well, I don't have time. Well, I can tell you that boiled eggs already come peeled and they come in the fridge at the grocery store. The other thing that Mark and I like to do is like on our burrito bowls, like the Mexican one. A lot of people, they're like, well, I want the tortilla. Well, if you take romaine lettuce, the long leaves, cut the end off. And you do it like the chicken wraps, you know, but you put your taco meat in there. And so you're getting, you're getting in a romaine lettuce and you're getting in your protein. And so there's really no excuse for not throwing a handful of carrots, a handful of asparagus, some grape tomatoes, 
on a sheet pan, throwing it in the oven for 30 minutes. Do it while you're in the bathtub. You get out of the bathtub and it's done. It's ready to go. All you have to do is pop it in a container. It's, it's not rocket science and it, you know, it doesn't have to be a gourmet meal. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. I think there's some definite uh, takeaways there. You know, make your easy the way that's easy. You, you've got your own skill sets and your own gift in this life. Make whatever that is easy. Ultimately, you know, Nikki, I, I want to ask you this before we jump off the call. If somebody is depressed and they feel like they're not being seen, what is something that maybe you could say to someone don't be afraid to reach out for help. For me, uh, mine was a combination uh, of medicine and therapy. And like I said, looking at people, you would never, looking at me back then, you would never know that I was depressed. Uh, but ask for help. Never be, a, never be afraid to say I'm depressed or um, something's not quite right because there is such a stigma attached to it because people think mental depression and they think there's something wrong with them and there's nothing wrong with you if you're depressed. It's a chemical imbalance in your body and it's, it's not something that you can just get over, but reach out, reach out to me. If there's anybody on your platform that, you know, if you're depressed, private message me, I will talk to you. I will be there for you because it's important that is women that were there for each other. And, and that is that that is like that is a huge thing for me. I will be there for anybody because been there, done that, you don't have to be alone. And there is such there is such love on your website. And so many women want to help each other. You heard it from Nikki right there. Um, you don't have to do this alone. And I will make sure to drop uh, Nikki's information down in the description down below. So if you are going through something, let us know. We're here for you. Oh my gosh, that just warms my heart. It's such a beautiful feeling to know that somebody's there, somebody sees you. So if you don't feel seen, girl, you're, you're seen now. We see you. So Nikki, thank you so much for your time tonight. You are nothing but just full of uh, gems and just tons and tons of information that's just so knowledgeable and so powerful to really help somebody get over this. And I really appreciate your time tonight. So thank you for jumping on tonight. This was really beautiful. And uh, I'll see you. I'll see you in the group. Yes. And thank you for having me. Awesome. Wrapping up, we hope that this left you with some valuable information that you can help with improving your mind, your body, and your life. Really, we're about helping you step into your best self, and that's why we do these weekly, so that we can hear from you and how it resonated. So go ahead and write us a review, and we will pick weekly giveaways on our unique booty bands to give away. So thank you guys so much for listening. It was awesome having you on. I'm very excited to leave your review. Make sure to hit subscribe so that you can get notified on any future podcasts that come out. And of course, join the community and join the app called Booty Bands and Barbells, where you'll find us in the workouts, the meal plan, and of course, all the fun challenges. I'll see you soon, and I'll see you in the workouts.